Common Knowledge Podcast, just a man doing the best he can with what he got. And yo, a lot of my friends are asking me, like, what is the direction of your podcast? Like, what are you? Are you a music podcast? Are you a political podcast? Are you a TV and pop culture podcast? And the answer is, man, I'm all of those things. I'm all of those things while simultaneously being none of them. Because, look, I'm not a media guy. I'm not. I'll be the first to tell you, I'm just a dude talking on the internet. But the problem is, most of y'all get your news and information from people like me. Dudes talking on the internet. (laughs) I, I find it super boring to just talk about politics all the time. And I have to switch it up. I am a political person, but I feel like as a human being, you don't want to talk about politics all the time. And politics is one of those weird things where people will tell you that, yo, you need to be more involved in politics. You need to pay attention to politics. But then when you say something they don't like, they instantly tell you to keep politics out of such and such. When politics actually affects every part of your life. It just really, people don't want to get pissed off when you talk about politics. So I try to measure out my political talk with other stuff, you know, because I have friends on all sides of the political spectrum who disagree with me all the damn time. True story. My parents disagree with me politically. (laughs) My parents are like conservative as hell. And I am a liberal. So we always disagree. It ends up, we agree to disagree and just move on. (laughs) Or we find middle ground, which I think everybody should strive to do. Find middle ground. But the problem with talking about politics in the Facebook age is basically nobody really cares about what they're arguing about. Like, you know... The greatest trick the modern media ever pulled on you guys was getting you to think you care about shit you really don't care about. That's the goal. You see, modern day media is a 24-hour news cycle. And it's all based on breaking news and being up to date. And it's all not media's fault because with social media now, everybody can get stuff out fast. The emphasis on fast, 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 something new, new, new. And with this comes lack of fact checking and lack of really care or discretion or nuance to any damn story. That being the case, they have to convince you guys that you care. And you really don't care about a lot of this shit they're talking about. Like, Who among you lost sleep worrying about if Mr. Potato Head had a dick or not? Which one of y'all? Oh my God, Mr. Potato Head is gender neutral now. How can I ever live for myself? Yo, have you ever thought about in life how many things are gender neutral? Like dead ass serious. Like just take, take a second breathe 
It's so much shit in this world that is gender neutral. But when they put out a press brief saying, yo, Hasbro decided to make Mr. Potato Head gender neutral, folks lost their damn mind. Like, yo, how does Mr. Potato Head affect your day-to-day life? It doesn't. Also, y'all realize uh, G.I. Joe ain't got no dick, right? Y- y- y'all know that, right? And also, something Hellsboro and all these companies have done, man, they've already made a risk analysis calculation. They've already decided, yo, the future of my company is based on me being more inclusive. So, like, if you're one of the people wilding out about junior neutral, Mr. Potato Head, they've already added you to the equation. They already said, yo, fuck them guys' dollars. Dead ass serious. Like, you're already being put into the risk analysis equation. They're not expecting to get your money anymore. However, to make the country viable for the future, they decided, yo, we need to be more inclusive because, yo, those biscuits ain't getting back in the can, my guy. <laughs> we here now. But this is really something that started, like, in the 90s. Like, modern politics just became about, like, owning the other side. It, it, it didn't become about listening. Like, okay, if not mistaken, Tip O'Neill was the Speaker of the House during Reagan. And they got a lot of stuff done because, yo, Tip O'Neill was like, yo, bring your family to Washington. Let's all meet together. Let's have dinner together. Let's eat. Let's find common ground. But after Tip O'Neill, the Speaker of the House was Newt Gingrich. And Newt Gingrich was like, hell no, nah, leave your family back at the house. Don't bring your family if you're a congressman. This is about war. We're trying to get everything we can for our side. And during the 90s, that is when the, the political divide really started happening when people were like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. We try to get everything. And politics was never made for one side to get everything. So couple that with the 24-hour news cycle because you got to feed the beast. People just started arguing about stuff that they really don't care about. <laughs> Modern-day politics is based on divisiveness. And some of the stuff you're arguing about, personally, you don't care about. But you will let a news channel or particularly social media gas you up into thinking that you really care about this stuff when you don't care. Few examples. Biden has not been in office for 100 days. And there's not much you can shoot at Biden about right now. The man doesn't even have all of his cabinet confirmed yet. But because you have a 24-hour news cycle and people need something to be divided about, they have to point at, oh, executive orders. When you know good goddamn well, you don't care about executive orders. Every president doesn't sign executive orders. It's not illegal. There's no limit to how many executive orders you can sign. But, yo, we need something to argue about. So, hey, look at Biden. Executive orders. Will Biden sign 40 in two weeks? Which he didn't. A lot of those was just reversal. But if you want to count the reversals and say he signed 40 executive orders in two weeks, all right, fine. The problem is there's nothing wrong with a president signing executive orders. A president can sign as many executive orders as he likes. Matter of fact, the president signing all these executive orders is really a Congress problem because Congress has really abdicated most of their power to the executive branch. 
So we need to be getting on the legislative branch to do more. Like, why isn't Congress reigning in these powers if it's a problem? But once again, 24-hour news cycle. Got to get you riled up about something. Hey, you know what it is? Hey, executive orders. Look, guys, executive orders. We don't like those, right? <laughs> oh, man, it's hilarious. Yo, what I found out living on this earth almost 40 years is that you have emotional triggers. Like, everybody does. Like, we're a couple of humans. You feel like not saying you're sensitive or you're always triggered, but everybody has like pressure points that gets to them. And if you want to break it down to its baser level, then it's just really love and hate. And what you'll realize is hate is a, a far greater <laughs> motivator than love ever would be. Dead serious. Like hate would make people do crazy unfound things hate and fear over love and empathy like hate and fear is what made you guys not all but some of you guys think that a wall was the answer yeah build a wall like yo in the 21st century when you have drones and all these robotics and nanotech a wall was not going to be the answer at all but fear Fear made people think the wall was going to work. And that's pretty much what the news is doing now. It has to stoke some kind of fear. Because once again, it's a 24-hour news cycle. You got to feed the beast, right? AOC is also another boogeyman in politics. Like, everybody rails against AOC, the Green New Deal, which is not a thing. Let me say again, it's not a thing. It's not real. But, you know, AOC is so much in the zeitgeist right now that anytime there's a problem, people say, AOC, Green New Deal, because it lets the right know that, yeah, we're with you. It's not even about being wrong or right. AOC just raised over a million dollars for Texas. And I didn't see anybody besides, like, mainstream media praising that. I didn't see nobody on social media who was posting all these AOC stupid memes, she's the devil memes. Nobody posted, oh, well, thank you, AOC, for raising money for a state that's not even yours. Nobody. Why? Because it's not about that. It's about the gang gang culture. Like, seriously, it's the same thing as when I was allegedly in a gang. <laughs> you're riding for a side without even knowing why you're riding for the side. Yo, the funny thing about the AOC raising a million dollars is was Ted Cruz went on vacation and a lot of people on the right shot at me like, ooh, why are you so mad that Ted Cruz went on vacation? Boo hoo hoo hoo. And my answer was, because his job is to lead during these crises. That's his job. His job is to sort up money and lobby money from Washington for these hard-hit areas in the state. You're supposed to be raising money. You're supposed to be doing what AOC did. That was my whole gripe about Ted Cruz. But social media spend it. No, you just mad because you a liberal. And it's just hilarious to me. Cut two. This Friday, Congress is set to vote on Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion package. I'm reluctant to call it stimulus because I don't know if it's stimulus because a whole lot of stuff thrown in there. And I think one of the most contentious parts of this bill 
is the $15 hour minimum wage. And I'm not going to lie. There is a lot of legitimate reasons to not want a $15 minimum wage. If you're from a poor state like West Virginia, Arkansas, Mississippi, where you can actually get by like on $12 an hour, paying some employees $15 an hour will probably hurt you because it's a low, low cost of living there, right? However, I think we all can agree $7 is way too low. Joe Biden is pushing for $15. I think you should push for $15, split the difference, land around 12 and a half to 13. I think that'd be great. Like anything under that. But a lot of people are just really mad at this $15 an hour because they're just mad. <laughs> just be the haters. Once again, social media has painted a picture that a $15 minimum wage is just for people to be lazy. Like, yo, fast food workers, which we really discredit in, in general society. Like fast food has become a pejorative term for somebody who's lazy or a person who's at the bottom class of America. Oh, he's a fast food worker. Like seriously, we put so much emphasis on somebody having pride in their work and doing their job, but then you find out they're a fast food worker and you're like, oh, yuck, a fast food worker. They don't deserve $15 an hour. Or it's often painted as, oh, fast food workers, they're just high school kids. And that's not the case. Like a lot of fast food workers are adults, legitimate adults. And even if it were just high school high school students working at fast food restaurants. Do you know what a $15 an hour minimum wage could do for those high school kids? Yeah. It could add to their savings. High school kids tend to spend more if they have disposable income. Now they don't have to get it from their parents so they can put more in the economy. And if they're making $15 an hour, they don't have to work as many hours to get enough money to survive. So that means more time to study. So $15 an hour would be great for high school students, I think. Also, you know what they can pay for? College. Yeah, you can literally start saving up for college again. I bet you didn't think about this, did you? But it ain't just high school students. A lot of grown adults work there. Like I know 40-year-olds that work at fast food restaurants. And a lot of y'all right now probably snickering like, ooh, that's so sad, 40-year-old. And that's my point. We look at fast food workers as subhumans or you made bad decisions because most of America right now is based on punishing people like yo you made bad decisions so now you gotta live with your decisions instead of saying yo how can we help the most Americans because look I truly believe you working 40 hours a week I don't care what your job is you should have enough to live off of so if you're working 40 hours at McDonald's, because maybe you look, man, maybe you like McDonald's. You've been rocking with McDonald's since you were 15 years old, and now, now that's where you want to be. Or maybe uh, you have an illness or a disability where the only job that will hire you is at McDonald's. That being the case, man, yo, I want that guy to, to be able to make a living wage if he works 40 hours. I want that. I don't see why that is like a controversial thing. <sighs> Anyway, that is in the bill, and that is the main thing that's stopping a lot of Republicans from voting on it. And like I said in my last podcast, when I spoke about politics, look, Joe Biden, go big or go home, my guy, because this is really going to really gonna affect a lot of Americans. And a lot of people are like, this has nothing to do with COVID release. Yeah, but it has something to do with America. And when America bounced back from COVID, 
What is the quickest way to get Americans back on their feet? Well, hey, give them more money that they're working to earn. <laughs> you know? <sighs> Politics. Social media age. It's just a hilarious thing. It's, it's serious. Like, most people will be affected by $15 an hour, so we should debate that. But, like, if debating executive orders, I'm not, I'm not debating that crap. Like, a lot of my conservative friends on social media would try to egg me on with a lot of these arguments. And I'm just like, dude, I don't care. I can't wait to Joe Biden go on vacation to see what people say about that because the last president went on vacation like damn near every month, went to play golf. So I'm really like waiting to see what's going to be the argument when Joe Biden goes. Because like, I don't know, dude, I find it tiring. And that's why I don't just stick to politics on this podcast, for those of y'all asking. <laughs> Yo, DJ L Spade, if you like this podcast, you might like my other show, The Random Show, featuring Alex Lex Calibro Hunter. On The Random Show, we talk about yeah, random stuff. Check us out on YouTube. That's random, R-A-N-D-U-M-B. On Instagram, just look up random. All right, I am an independent, and that is by design. I'm a liberal, very liberal, but I'm not a Democrat. And that is because I find the Democratic Party to be weak and feckless. They're on a lot of kumbaya type-ish, and they don't really do what needs to be done to push a liberal agenda. Like right now, they're debating getting rid of the filibuster. If it's Republicans in power, the filibuster would have been gone. Say what you want about Mitch McConnell, but yo, they call him the Grim Reaper for a reason. Dude does what needs to be done to push his agenda. The man's really a political genius. Right? So I'm not a Democrat. I rock with a lot of conservative views, but I would never join the Republican Party. And that's because the modern GOP is just batshit crazy. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Th these folks have lost their minds in certain cases. And cut two. When I was scouring, you know, the cesspool, which is Facebook, looking at political stories, I ran across something. I'm like, yo, this cannot be real. I, I refuse to believe this is real. But oh, yeah, at the Conservative Political Action Conference, also known as CPAC, which is the big Republican conference they have to talk about like where the party is going. It, all right. Back in the day, CPAC is where you came up with policies and you did um, reports to see like, yo, where, what's the state of the party? Where's the party going from here? If they lost an election, they would talk about, yo, how can we make the party more viable? What can we do to appeal and attract more people? Like CPAC is where they came up with the, that we need to diverse, diversify the Republican Party. That's, that was a CPAC. That's when they actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, made Michael Steele the, um, the leader of the Republican Party, the RNC. Anyway, that's CPAC. But I'm on the internet, I'm on Facebook, and I see a picture of a golden Donald Trump and I'm like, this, this can't be real, dog. This can't be real. They literally have 
the golden idol <laughs> of Donald Trump. And the reason why this is kind of like jarring for all you pe people who are not religious or maybe are not part of the Christian faith, let, let me let me give you a little background history, right? So the conservative party, aka the GOP, tend to be the party of Jesus or like to hold the mantle of being the party of Jesus, right? And with that, you get like a lot of Bible thumpers, including my parents when I say that, that will definitely give you a noun, verb, and Jesus and root their political views in their religion. I'm not saying anything political. It's just, it is what it is, especially in the South where I'm from, the Southern part of America. Like people will root their religious beliefs into their politics. So that tends to be like the cross section. Like you get a lot of people in the South to agree with you if you throw out Jesus. Like you, literally you will even get some people that disagree with you, but they agree with you like in your religious beliefs. So they'll still vote for you. That's the South. Like the, the religion plays a great part in how people in the South vote in most cases, not all I'm just saying most cases. All right. So if you don't know the story, let me give you a, a, a brief history of the story of Moses and the golden calf. Look, I'm giving you the abridged version, but let me tell you basically what happened. So we all know the story of Moses where he split the Red Sea and blah, 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 the plagues and Pharaoh. All right. This is after that, right? So Moses is in the desert, right? Kicking it with the children of Israel. And they're trying to find the promised land. All right. They're wandering around, running around like God got them going everywhere. So at this point, Moses goes on uh, a peyote meet, meet, meeting to try to find God, basically. And uh, he goes to this place called Mount Sinai to go holler at God and get these things called the Ten Commandments. Now, while Moses is gone, the people he's leading in the wilderness, which they was there for 40 days and 40 nights, but that point aside, the people were getting restless while waiting on Moses to come down off Mount Sinai, right? So they were like, yo, God is dead, basically. <laughs> and since Moses God ain't really fucking with us, we're going to make our own God. And the God they made was a golden calf. Right? Cut two. Moses comes down off Mount Sinai with the uh, Ten Commandments. And he's like, yo, look, this is what God gave me. He comes down and see everybody acting like heathens. He breaks the Ten Commandments. God get mad, smite half of them. Ah, uh, they die. They run around in the wilderness a little bit more. All right, the moral of the story is, man, you shouldn't serve false gods. That's what the golden calf represents, right? That's basically it. So it's weird that religious people who lean in the GOP would actually have something comparable to a golden calf. <laughs> like, you can't make this ish up, dude. Y you can't. Right? So, taken from the New York Times article, <laughs> it's definitely not an idol. <laughs> an idol is, is somebody worship and bow down to. This is a sculpture. It's two different things. Hmm. I mean, yeah. It's a sculpture, but look, you, you can't help but see the parallels when you have a golden Donald Trump that people can take pictures 
in front of. Not to mention that politically, people refuse to disagree with Donald Trump. Like, I challenge you to go to your Trump supporting friend and ask them anything Donald Trump has done wrong. Like, seriously, ask them anything Donald Trump has done wrong. And I always make this as a cross point. Because when people ask me, well, say something bad about Obama, I can instantly go to things I don't like about Obama. I didn't like the ACA. I thought it should have had a public option. I didn't agree with that. I didn't like Obama's drone policies. I think that our drone policy was totally archaic. Also, deported a lot of people. So I can tell you things I didn't like about Obama. So I hate when people be like, well, you didn't say nothing bad about Obama. That's not true. I said a lot of bad things about Obama. However, like, yo, nobody's perfect. So I always challenge people on the right. Yo, what do you not like about Trump? Like, give me something. But in my experience, yours could be different. But in my experience, a lot of my uh, conservative friends won't say anything bad about dude. They always use a counterpoint. Like, what about Obama? Or now Joe Biden just dropped some bombs. It's like, come on, dude. What are we doing? Yeah. People have a like a unreal devotion to Donald Trump right now. And I said on my last podcast that I didn't want to talk about Donald Trump anymore. And damn it, here I am talking about him again. And I think the reason why the, the golden calf comparison is being made is because think about all the merch that was made for like Donald Trump. And I know every presidential campaign has buttons made and shirts made, but I've never seen so much merch for a president in my life. They had the Trumpy bear. They had Trump flags. They had the patented make America great again, red hats. You know, it was just a whole branding exercise. Why dude was in office. You know, now you got a golden staff, literally the golden calf. And I'm just asking like, yo, we, we all can't be cool with that, right? But hey, that's modern politics. It's crazy, dude. And that's why you won't see me <laughs> joining any political party. Yo, DJ L Spade, if you like this podcast, you might like my other show, The Random Show, featuring Alex Lex Calibro Hunter. On The Random Show, we talk about yeah, random stuff. Check us out on YouTube. That's random, R-A-N-D-U-M-B. Or on Instagram, just look up random. Yo, let's talk about some Japanese news, or news in Japan, if you please. I have gone on the record many a times on this podcast by saying, look, it ain't going to be no damn Olympics this year. Going to have to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off, people. Like, vaccines haven't even started coming into Japan yet. I think the earliest projections of vaccines hitting Japan are April, if I'm not mistaken. April is when we'll have like a stockpile of vaccines to hit Japan. Once the vaccines hit Japan, it's going to obviously go to like the most vulnerable of the population, the older, the elderly. So the elderly people got to go first. Then um, I'm pretty sure the politicians are going to go next. Then your uh, people with uh, comorbidities, 
morbidities are going to go. And then after that, people like me are going to be on the, the latter end of receiving the vaccine. And that is because, first, I'm not in the target age group to be at risk. And I'm a foreigner here in Japan. So look, I'm going to be last. That being the case, if you start in April... I don't see you populating this whole country until like maybe, like maybe the end of July. And that's not going to be enough time to hold the damn Olympics, guys. It's not. Not to mention, you got all these different variant strands of COVID now. I think the South African strand of COVID is like super lethal. And nobody um, knows what to do with it right now. You got that strand. Then you got a different strand in Hong Kong. You got a different strand in America, all these different variants. Not to mention there is an Asian, I mean, a Tokyo strand, too, of COVID mutation. All that. So you mean to tell me you want all those different strands of COVID possibly to meet together in Tokyo to make the Godzilla strand (laughs) and take out everybody again? Come on, dog. It makes no damn sense whatsoever. Rip the bandaid off. It ain't going to be no damn Olympics. Now, last I left you, the homie, uh, former Prime Minister Morty, was in trouble about some sexist comments, he said. And, um, yo, update, Morty has been kicked out, and a woman has taken his place. I don't know her name right now. I apologize. I should have looked that up before. But a woman has taken Morty's place. Great, right? However, that is a side note in comparison to, like, nobody having vaccines. <laughs> so, via the Tokyo Times... A recent survey by communication uh, consulted the CNC shows a majority of people in Japan, the UK, and Germany oppose holding the Tokyo Olympics this year. The International Olympic Committee and the Japanese government are facing a strong public opinion against holding the Tokyo Olympics this summer, both in Japan and around the world. Without fast, comprehensive, and visible progress in the COVID-19 COVID-19 vaccination, it seems increasingly difficult to overcome public skepticism and even to hold a scaled-down Tokyo Olympics without spectators. And this goes back to what I said in my other podcast. Having an Olympics in a bubble make no damn sense whatsoever. Like, every country loses money on the Olympics. The Olympics is not something you get into to try to make money. But it is a flex of sorts for country. And you do have an initial boost from tourism, right? If you can't have tourists coming in, don't have the Olympics. Like, literally call this one a bus. I don't see what's so hard. Like, everybody is bending over backwards in Japan to try to find a way to have the Olympics. When the main concern should be vaccinating people, giving people aid, and keeping things open. Like, okay. This is how stupid shit is right now, right? In Japan, businesses have to close at 8. 8 p.m. It's when they have to close, right? Most businesses didn't close to like 11, 11.30 before, so you're losing like three hours of working business time now, right? So if you're a company, you're a Starbucks, you're a McDonald's, something like that's three hours that you're losing of money. And customers. Not to mention, if you're a DJ or in the entertainment field, there are no more clubs open. You know, you got a whole section of Japan 
that can't work. Your DJs, your club promoter, your bartenders, they fucked. The onus should be on like giving those folks some aid and some money to help them through these trying COVID times. The hell with the Olympics, bro. Like it's over. Just count what you've done already is just infrastructure projects, projects, and just write it off. It ain't gonna be no goddamn Olympics. I keep telling y'all that. <laughs> and now the UK and Germany agrees with Japan. And I know it sucks for the athletes, man, but <laughs> health is more important, dude. Like, seriously, in the main scheme of things, the Olympics are not that important. Oh, sorry, the article further goes on to say that France and Sweden also don't want to have the Olympics this year. So that's like six countries right there who don't want to have the Olympics. And let me just go ahead and say this again. If America doesn't show up to the Olympics, it ain't no damn Olympics. Like, your Olympics are booty if we don't show up. So, hey, I have no idea what's going to happen, but just know you heard it from me first. It ain't going to be no damn Olympics this year. The Olympics are gone. Cancel. Like, seriously, try to have the Tokyo Olympics maybe in the next eight years. Like, wait eight years, redo it, because I think they've given bids to uh, two countries already. Like, yo, give the Tokyo Olympics a breather. Like, have it in the next eight years and try again. Like, this was a black swan event. Nobody saw a pandemic happening, but yo, <laughs> it's over, dude. The hell with the Olympics. And that's the Common Knowledge Podcast. Uh, just a man doing the best he can, what he got. If you like my podcast, please check out my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or any DSP. Also, check out the random show with my homie Alex and the Tokyo Stash Space Show on YouTube. Greatly appreciate it. Y'all stay up. I'm out.